Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. Today, look, you may have already guessed it by the title of the podcast. Today is all about UFC Vegas 61 thoughts and comments. Now, if it's your first time listening to the podcast, you're not too sure exactly what thoughts and comments entails. Well, basically, usually it's a live reaction and I'll watch an entire fight night or pay-per-view card, give my thoughts before the fight, and thoughts after. Now, very clumsy of me, this takes place, or this card took place, uh, it started 7am Sunday morning. So look, I forgot to set my alarm. That, for me, was, uh, look, a little blunder. You could say I wasn't super excited for this card. I usually find a way to wake up for the big ones. I even remember a pay-per-view recently, I stayed up all night, forgot to set my alarm, and still I managed without an alarm. Somehow I literally woke up bang on when the event started, like very first early prelim. So look, I usually have a certain sense of urgency. My excitement levels, with all due respect, were not super high for this card. I was excited to see Mackenzie Dern, Rude Boy, Randy Brown, and I was excited to see how the fights played out. But the general theme across this UFC Fight Night card, headlined by Mackenzie Dern and Jan Shaunan, look, mainly I found the theme to be many fighters with an opportunity to take a step forward in their division. Nobody really moving the needle, but it's all about moving forward. If you take too many steps back, the UFC have shown they are not afraid to cut you out of the picture. So for these fighters, many of them, look, it was a great chance for them to take that next step forward in their journey as a UFC fighter. A lot of different tests stylistically across this card as well. So look, the card, it's already happened. I did get up in time to watch the final three fights, uh, but I'll jump to those a bit later on in the podcast. What I'm going to do is start from the very first fight on the preliminary card, I'm going to give some thoughts going into it, what my thoughts were. Now, I know what the results are. I know who won and what method of victory, but I haven't seen the fight. So I have no idea what's actually going to go down. That's why this should still be a pretty fun thoughts and comments podcast. And of course, at the end, the performance highlights. Fight of the night, and I'll be giving out a couple of performance... Look, I won't call them bonuses. I don't have the money to be fucking given out like 50k but look performance highlights what was or what were the best finishes across this entire card so UFC Vegas 61 taking place from the apex with a crowd of one Mark Zuckerberg that's he must be so socially awkward supposedly rented out the entire event uh, a bit of a flex I don't know why you'd need to do that? Why couldn't you just 
go to the event. But look, it's not like he picked this absolute banger card and just hijacked it. The Zuck, look, he has the money and just wants to watch a UFC all to himself. I wouldn't mind doing that if I had the money, but I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't want to shut people out. So Mark Zuckerberg in the crowd. Other than that, pretty much just the corners, the commentary team, and UFC staff. So Zuckerberg has himself a front row seat. Bit of a what the fuck to start the day, uh, but whatever. Let him, I'll let him live his uh, bloody life. I guess this is why nothing gets done on Facebook. Why, you know, it's just such a shit show. Because the man's just enjoying himself. But look, this isn't Mark Zuckerberg thoughts and comments. This is UFC Vegas 61 thoughts and comments. And I'll jump straight in to our first fight. We had Randy Costa up against Guido Canetti in the bantamweight division. Going into this one, look, Randy Costa was coming off two consecutive losses where he was finished in both. So there were some red flags to suggest Randy Costa not in great form. Now, the challenge presented to him this weekend was Guido Canetti, who's coming off a win over Chris Mutino, finished him in the first round. And look, Canetti, he's lost more than he's won inside the UFC, but he's faced nothing but killers. Like, Canetti has faced top-level opposition the entire way through. So I was curious to see how this was going to go. For Randy Costa... I was interested because if he loses here, look, Chris Mutino talked about his fight with Guido Canetti and he felt like the UFC were trying to hand him a win, like Guido Canetti was an easy opponent. Well, for Chris Mutino, he found out the hard way. There are no gimmies inside the UFC. Guido Canetti finished him in the first round and Mutino was cut from the UFC. So look, it, it's something I do think about with Randy Costa, unfortunately. Talented fighter, but now, look, he loses to Guido Canetti. I do know that. So that's three straight losses. Doesn't put him in the best position, even though he's a very exciting talent. I do expect the UFC to keep him around. But look, three straight losses. It isn't good. I'm not sure exactly what goes down here. But heading into this, my, jeez, my throat, fucking hell. Uh, my pick was Randy Costa by knockout. I was not super confident in it. I did think, look, I thought there was going to be a finish, definitely. But Randy Costa, I've been burned before. I did pick him against Tony Kelly and he lost. So I was wary, especially given Guido Canetti coming off a big win. And he's a very dangerous opponent. Canetti's professional record and his recent run of more losses than wins, that doesn't truly reflect just how much of a beast this guy is. So for Randy Costa, look, I said the theme of this card was for fighters looking to take that logical next step forward. For Guido Canetti, he's 42. So look, he'll start working himself to bigger matchups. He's been fighting absolute killers, as I mentioned already. Um, but for Randy Costa, look, this was basically a test. Win this, first fight on the card, and progress forward. Because Randy Costa is a promising talent, but I was worried. What happens if he loses here? And what I do know is that Randy Costa does lose. 
What I haven't done is sit down and watch the fight. So I'm gonna do that right now. I'm gonna sit down, watch the fight, bantamweight action, Guido Canetti and Randy Costa, and I'll be back in a moment with my thoughts and comments. That that was very easy for Guido Canetti. That was just over one minute. And look, he just kind of pulled that out of nowhere. Just checking the replay now. Randy Costa kind of slipped. He went for a kick, an up kick, and just, yeah. And instantly, Guido Canetti, look, as soon as Randy Costa slipped, Guido Canetti basically just assumed position and submitted him, choked him out. Yeah, basically... Randy Costa tried to go for a kick, uh, was off balance. Guido Canetti, he kicks the legs. Now, doesn't really connect, but Randy Costa just loses balance. And within seconds of him, like, even slipping, Guido Canetti just jumps on top, pulls the submission finish out. That's huge. That is a really big win for Guido Canetti. Back-to-back first-round finishes. And look, the guy's 42, but he can clearly fight. Randy Costa no slouch, and Guido Canetti just easily accounted for him. Like, that was, that, wow. I If I had got up, I would have put my money, I did, I think I put a bet on Randy Costa to win. Uh, so look, if I'd woken up, that would have, that would have got me definitely in the morning. Would have hurt. But congratulations to Guido Canetti. That, I mean, that's a superb performance. Easily accounted for a guy who, look, at one stage, seemed like he was going to be a real problem in this bantamweight division. Guido Canetti, within a minute, basically, finishes Randy Costa, barely breaks a sweat. Uh, I'm impressed. Guido Canetti gets the card started with an emphatic win. I'm, I'm still, wow, that was just, that was a lot easier than I saw it going down. Definitely. So Guido Canetti picks up the win to start the card. After that, we had Chelsea Chandler and Julia Stoliarenko. Now, I mentioned in the preview podcast, there's no fighter that I knew less about. Like, I had a pretty good knowledge of everyone fighting today, except for Chelsea Chandler. Didn't really have a gauge on exactly what she was all about. For Julia Stoliarenko... I know exactly what she's all about. Nine of her 10 professional wins by submission and by first round submission as well. So look, I confidently backed Julia Stoliarenko here. I thought she would have the tools to get it done. I believe Chelsea Chandler ends up winning this one. So look, I started the day 0-2. I picked Randy Costa, Guido Canetti, absolutely annihilated him. And then going into this woman's I believe bantamweight might be at flyweight. I'll have to double check that. Uh, but this clash taking place between Stoliarenko and Chelsea Chandler, I had Stoliarenko winning by submission, and I actually had her winning by first round submission. So my confidence was high in Julia Stoliarenko. I mentioned that I really didn't have much of an idea on what Chelsea Chandler is all about. So let's find out, shall we? I haven't seen the fight. About down, about to sit down and watch it now. Now my pick, Julia Stoliarenko to win by first round submission. We know now, with hindsight, that that is wrong. 
But let's see how it all goes down, shall we? I'll be back in a moment with my thoughts and comments. of Chelsea Chandler. I'm a fan. Look, she absolutely rocked Julia Stoliarenko. I mentioned before, wasn't sure which division this was taking place in. Uh, that's because this was actually a catchweight bout. So somewhere between, I believe, women's flyweight and women's bantamweight, otherwise between featherweight and bantamweight. So Chelsea Chandler, she was clearly the bigger fighter. And once they were going at it on the feet, it became pretty quickly apparent that Chelsea Chandler was a lot stronger. Real strength advantage. We did see Stoliarenko try and get the submission early. She went for a takedown. She got Chelsea Chandler down to the mat as well. And she was trying a couple of things, but Chandler snuffed it very quickly. UFC debut as well for the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Purple Belt. And look, she's just proven her credentials right there. Stockton, California's Chelsea Chandler with a ground and pound TKO victory in the first round. Unbelievable. Like, the strength was clearly there. While they were on the feet, I mean, Chandler was rocking Stoliarenko. You could see it in Julia's body language. She was really in trouble. Her eyes were telling the story. And Chelsea Chandler, she put her foot down and really just let go with her strikes. The power cannot be understated. There was a clear discrepancy in terms of strength and power, and Stoliarenko just couldn't hang with Chelsea Chandler on the feet. With that, Chelsea Chandler gets a UFC debut win, and going back to what I mentioned, the overall theme of this card, fighters taking that next step forward, or, in a couple of cases, dropping backwards to almost a concerning point, which is pretty much the case for Julia Stoliarenko. She had one great first round submission, but other than that, she really hasn't been able to get going at UFC level. So she now takes a step back, kind of like what Randy Costa did in the first fight, definitely not moving forward through their division, which is concerning. But for Chelsea Chandler, UFC debut, the style that she got it done in as well. Look, now she's won over a few fans. She's got the first round finish, a 1-0 and UFC record. So that next step forward has been taken by Chelsea Chandler. She picks up a win on debut. It's only her first fight inside the UFC, and she's still young in her career as well. So Chelsea Chandler, well, we will have to keep an eye on her. Big win from her. First round, TKO, gets the ground and pound over Julia Stoliarenko. And yeah, first two fights, I must say, Guido Canetti and Chelsea Chandler, they were just in a totally, totally different league today. Randy Costa, Julia Stoliarenko, who I picked both of them, they were both easily accounted for. So two very one-sided affairs to start the card. Congratulations to Chelsea Chandler. That is the perfect way to kick off your career in the octagon. And I'm excited to see what's next for her. It'll be interesting to see whether they match her up with a striker next, given how good she looked on the feet there, or whether they continue to test Chelsea with top level, or high level rather, grapplers.
Now, having a look at what is next on this card, and we have Christoph Jotko up against Brendan Allen. My first correct head-to-head -head pick of the day. I picked Brendan Allen, uh, so he ended up getting it done. This one, look, I was interested. Middleweight, both these guys are kind of, they're like floating outside the top 15, but they're not putting a ton of pressure to push in there. So they're interesting. They're definitely like floating around the rankings conversation. And so that goes back to the theme I had going into this card of fighters taking that next step forward. Both of these middleweights in Jotko and Allen positioned, as I mentioned, just around that outside of the top 15 kind of area. So a win in this one could mean a ranked opponent next. At the very least, it is a step toward the division's top 15. So there was a lot on the line going into this one. Christoph Jotko, Brendan Allen. I picked Brendan Allen by decision. Now, just checking Google, he wins in the first round by submission. So look, Jotko is extremely durable. I'm very surprised that uh, Brendan Allen was able to submit him. Although look, Brendan Allen is a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. Most of his career wins have come by submission. It was more just the fact that Christoph Jocko had only been submitted once in his career going into this one, and that was years ago. I think it was like 2014 or something like that. So Jocko, he is super durable. For Brendan Allen, he's shown flashes of brilliance, but it's been his inconsistency. He's dropped some fights at crucial times where he really could have made a run. Now feels like the time for Brendan Allen to make his run. Let's see how this one goes down. I'm of Polish heritage, so even though I picked Brendan Allen, I was going to be cheering on Christoph Jotko. But middleweight action, a lot on the line. Top 15 implications, at least a giant step forward to trying to break in to the division's elite. Christoph Jotko, Brendan Allen, I'll be back in a moment with my thoughts and comments. Alright, another pretty comprehensive victory. Brendan Allen choking out Christoph Jotko on the mat. Barely any of the fight taking place on the feet. They worked their way to the mat pretty quickly. And Brendan Allen, look, he just locked up a choke submission. Just watching the replay now. Again, very comprehensive victories to start this card. This one the most impressive yet, though, given Christoph Jocko has been a fixture of the UFC for years. He's been around a long time, so he's an experienced veteran. He had only been submitted once going into this fight, and Brendan Allen submits him in the first round. I think, finally, after a few false starts, Brendan Allen seemingly ready to make his run. How far can he go? I'm not exactly sure. But look, Brendan Allen, that's a really big win for him. He came out, he didn't look to muck around, he wrapped it up in the first five minutes, and submitting Christoph Jocko, that's a really solid performance. So with that, Brendan Allen, his next fight you would expect to be up against somebody in that middleweight top 15. If it's not someone in the top 15, it'll be someone who's pressing a case to be inside the top 15. 
And someone who's doing exactly that is Brendan Allen. This card, as I've mentioned a lot, all about taking that next step forward. It's not a pay-per-view card. It hasn't got that many eyes on it. Only the two eyes of Mark Zuckerberg for the actual fighters in the Apex. But it's a massive opportunity to take a step forward. This card has been full of tests, which I'd have to say Randy Costa, he failed the test in the first fight. And for Brendan Allen, this was his test. You have to get past a very sturdy veteran who... Christoph Jocko's hard to beat. He's been in decent form as of late as well. And Brendan Allen, comprehensive victory. So congratulations to him. And now Brendan Allen, you've got to say, he's starting to make moves. Definitely a step in the right direction for Brendan Allen. And given the nature of how active he's been last couple of years and how quickly he won this fight, well, maybe we see him again before the end of the year or maybe very start of next year. So the easy win gives Brendan Allen an opportunity to get back in there as soon as possible, get another win, and really start making moves. So big win, major in terms of his upward trajectory, and Brendan Allen takes a huge step forward at 185 pounds. Just having a quick squeeze at what the next fight on the card was. Memory? My memory not doing too great. I know Elia Latifi, Alexi Olenek is somewhere in there. I'm not sure whether that is next. Sorry, just keeping you waiting. Here we go. Ah, this. So we got three more on the preliminary card before I jump into the main card. Um, and next up, we've got lightweight action. Now, this one was a head scratcher. We had Joaquin Silva up against Jesse Ronson. This one going in, I said, I don't really have an idea. I can't trust either fighter that much. This kind of a test for both of them. Like I mentioned today, all about taking that next step forward in your division. Neither of these guys, Joaquin Silva or Jesse Ronson, have put a dent in their division. Neither of them have really been, at least on my radar, in terms of the stacked 155 pound division. So going into this, my expectations weren't super high. I had no idea which way it was going to go. I've ended up picking Joaquin Silva to win by decision. So look, head to head, I steadied the ship. Joaquin Silva does win this fight. So that takes me to a 2-2 two and two record head to head so far on the card. But I picked Silva by decision. Basically, I just I didn't have that trust in him to back him in for the finish. But he does get a finish. He gets a second round knockout slash TKO. I'm not sure how it goes down. A lot of people were favoring Jesse Ronson going into this one. So I'm intrigued to see what both guys presented in the fight. Joaquin Silva, Jesse Ronson, lightweight action. I'm going to sit down now and I'll be back in a moment with my thoughts and comments. Okay, blimey. Uh, that one was the most impressive finish yet. A high knee just clips Jesse Ronson on the jaw in the second round. And Joaquin Silva, that is how you take your next step forward in the lightweight division. My expectations were low. 
And look, they've been exceeded. That was the most epic finish of the card so far. Jesse Ronson, he was patient in the first half, but there were a couple of times where Silver just managed to rock him. And then coming into the second round, Jesse Ronson very hesitant. I tell you who wasn't hesitant though. Look, that was Joaquin Silver. Huge performance. The guy, look, he does have the tendency to go for the finish. But uh, yeah, I didn't have the greatest of trust in him. But he's blown me away with that. That was an epic finish. And he just collected Jesse Ronson clean. Jump up, hiing knee, and fucking, oh, high knee, sorry. And he fucking just busca right on the chin of Jesse Ronson. Ronson was out straight away. Now Joaquin Silva put a bit of extra ground and pound in there, hit him quite a few extra times. But in the end, Joaquin Silva gets a massive victory. That's been my favorite finish so far of the card. And look for Silva, he, he wasn't in the best of form. So this win was exactly what he needed. You can see that it means a lot to him. And Joaquin Silva, well now all of a sudden, the lightweight division has yet another star to worry about. How far can he go? I'm not exactly sure. With the greatest respect, in my opinion, Jesse Ronson isn't the highest level of opponent. But Joaquin Silva, with a finish like that, well look, all you can do is win, beat the opponent in front of you. He did that in epic style. And now Joaquin Silva can make, make his next move. And he's going to be moving up to a harder, tougher opponent next, which only strengthens his chances of making a run in the lightweight division. So congratulations to Joaquin Silva. Big, big finish there with the high knee. And up next, we've got two heavyweight veterans. A legend in Alexi Olinik. 47 career submission wins. This guy is just unbelievable. I love watching Alexi Olinik fight. He takes on Alir Latifi. And this one was the first one that went the distance all night. Now, I haven't seen it, so I will sit down and tune in in just a second. But Alir Latifi, I picked him to win by knockout. He ends up winning by decision. So I did think that was a chance. Uh, again, both guys. This one, interestingly enough, on the theme of guys taking that next step forward, both of them are over 40. So their time for making moves, probably behind them, still love watching them fight. But yeah, I mean, Alir Latifi did win and he is younger. So again, that's a step forward for him in a heavyweight division where there are some openings around the rankings. So look, there is still a lot to fight for. Both guys closer to the back end of their career than the beginning. But I'm excited. There's two absolute legends of the sport. Alir Latifi, Alexi Olinik. I'm going to sit down and watch this heavyweight showdown and I'll be back in a moment with my thoughts and you've probably guessed it by now, also my comments. Alright, that one done and dusted. Look, yeah it was a decent fight. Latifi basically won with control time. I uh, had a lot of shots to the body as well. Olenek actually led in terms of strikes, but Latifi, he's a wrestler, and look, he displayed his strengths here. A lot of it control time in the clinch. 
but look, the wrestling of Alila Latifi, clearly he was the better man on this occasion. Now for Olenek, obviously submission specialist, nobody in the UFC with more submissions than Alexi. I don't know if anyone's even close. Maybe someone like Gerald Mearshart. Uh, but look, yeah, Latifi, the submissions weren't an issue. Latifi still yet to be submitted in his career. Such a strong wrestler. And he basically just played to his strengths in this. The fight was won on control time, top position. And look, he just tired out and really wore on Alexi Olenek. You could see both guys tired toward the end. First round, not a ton of action. Last round, not a ton of action. The second round was decent. But look, both veteran fighters, a lot of respect on display toward each other as well. And I think given that both, look, there was a lot of respect. No one was really aiming for that finish. Latifi just clearly the better of the two, using his wrestling. And look, Latifi, I think he's only like 40. So... He, this is still a move in the right direction. He's only fought once per calendar year over the last four years. So it would shock me if Aaliyah Latifi moves toward a title shot. But I am interested to see who they match him up with. There was a fight with Alexander Romanov that ended up getting scratched. Maybe they go back to that now that Romanov has had a career defeat. He's not this undefeated phenom. So maybe something like Romanov and Latifi would be interesting next, but Aaliyah, not with a hugely high level of activity over the last few years, it'll probably be a little bit before we see him back. But look, kudos to both of them. They've entertained the hell out of me, not just today, but every time they fight. They have given so much of themselves to the sport, and on this occasion, Aaliyah Latifi, the better man, is wrestling just the clear point of difference in this one. Which leads us to our featured prelim taking place at catchweight. We have John Castaneda up against Daniel Willicat Santos. Now in this one, it was another wrong pick from me. I was back and forth, but I've ended up going Castaneda. I've really liked what I've seen from him over his last few outings. Uh, but in this one, it was the Brazilian, Daniel Willicott, Willicott, bloody hell, Santos, who ends up getting the win. Now, I haven't seen how it goes down. I do believe that it was a finish. So I'm going to check it out now. Catchweight action, our featured prelim in the spotlight position, John Castaneda, Daniel Santos. I'll be back in a sec with my thoughts and comments. Santos a huge victory that's now the biggest finish across the entire preliminary card up against an absolute stud in John Castaneda Daniel Santos at catchweight I believe usually a bantamweight look that is a massive win for Daniel Santos especially given the nature of the finish he had Castaneda up against the cage in the second round and look, this is right toward the end of the second round. But Santos, as he'd been doing all fight, just teeing off on Castaneda, shots to the body, and some real vicious strikes to the head. And look, Castaneda, he started to wilt, and then Santos grabs him 
and just high knee, lifts that knee up, makes the connection flush with the head of Castaneda and John Castaneda just drops. That was it. He was out at that point and the referee calls it. So Daniel Santos gets a massive win. It's at catch weight. So I don't know if he's eligible to win a performance bonus, uh, but that, that was certainly worthy of it. Daniel Santos, isn't he stoked about it as well? Super pumped after that victory. And why wouldn't you be? John Castaneda was really starting to get some raps on him. He's one tough customer. And Daniel Santos, look, he was clearly the better of the two in the octagon. And going back to the theme of today's podcast, guys taking a step forward within their division. Daniel Santos beats John Castaneda, who is a very high-level opponent. So for Santos, that earns him some hype. And now he gets to really work his way through the division. So massive win for Daniel Willie Cat Santos, trains with the likes of Charles Oliveira and sports the same snowed blonde hair as the lightweight champion. Although Oliveira actually not the lightweight champion right now. He is fucking he is to me. So I, I still think he's the champ. I still consider him the champion. And this moment belongs to none other than Daniel Santos, an emphatic finish to round off the preliminary card portion, which leads us into our main card. I believe five or six fights. I have seen the two main events, the main event, co-main event, and the one before that, Hani Barcelos up against Traven Jones. Uh, so I'll recap those. I won't have to watch those again, and I'll just go into what I saw. But let me just check my phone. We've got a couple of fights that I haven't seen. Fucking hell. Sorry. Just a hiccup mid-sentence. Uh, a couple of fights that I haven't seen. Just checking whether it was... Yeah, it was five. Uh, because Maxim Grishin and Felipe Linz which was originally scheduled for this card, uh, it was it was taken off. I uh, just saw a little thing on Google too. We've got a headline. Stay home, bro. Fighters react to Mark Zuckerberg's private show. Yeah, it's a bit of a wanky move. I don't know why you have to... I guess it is just the apex, but other people could have been there. Like, I don't know. Mark Zuckerberg. Strange, strange dude. Strange fucking dude. Anyway, main card, we've got five fights to get through. Two of them I haven't seen, including our main card opener. Lightweight action between Mike Davis and Slava Borshev. This, in my preview, was my pick for fight of the night. I did think it was going to go the distance, uh, which it did. Mike Davis wins this one by decision. Now, I haven't seen how he does it. And Slava Borshev possesses unreal knockout power so i'm interested to see how mike davis did in this fight as well as slava borshev now my pick going into this one i had mike davis winning this one by decision so boom bam thank you ma'am we have a correct method of victory and pick bloody finally uh today not my best card in terms of picks uh not my worst although yeah definitely not the best so there is a gap. We've got a weekend between this card and the next card, headlined by Vivian Arajual and Alexa Grasso. So we've got a week off. 
I'm going to be doing a ton of extra tape, try and get those picks right for the next fight night preview. Uh, but let's stick to the action from UFC Vegas 61. I'm going to sit down and watch what was my pick for fight of the night going into this card. Mike Davis up against Slava Borshev. Thoughts and comments up next. Fight of the night affair I was hoping for. Still pretty entertaining. Uh, and Mike Davis, look, he deserved the win. His wrestling and grappling was a level above Slava Borshev's in this one. Now, Slava on the feet, he was clearly the better of the two. When they were on the feet striking, Slava looked the best chance of winning. Uh, but over the full course of the fight and just being able to utilize his wrestling especially in the first round and the third. Mike Davis did enough to wrap up a big win after a pretty lengthy layoff as well. So good win for Mike Davis. He continues to keep things moving in the lightweight division. And after that, I mean, Sadiq Youssef just walked through Don Shanus in featherweight action. That was what was to come next. And James Krause's Glory MMA and Fitness product, Don Shanus. Yay, that... He, he literally got walked through. 30 seconds was all it took for Sadiq Yusuf. Landed some nasty knees to the body and then just wrapped up a choke submission. 30 seconds. Like, Sadiq Yusuf with that win definitely re-announces himself to the featherweight division. Don Shanus would be very disappointed with how things went. But, yeah, in the end... Sadiq Yusuf just obviously on another level. Far too easy for Sadiq against Don Shanus. After that, we had, I believe it's bantamweight action between Hayani Barcelos and, of course, Traven Jones. That one, Hayani Barcelos, was, again, it was another comprehensive victory on this card where one was so much better than the other. All three rounds won by Roni Barcelos. Traven Jones didn't really fire a shot. Only 11 significant strikes. Comparatively to Hyanis, 73 significant strikes. But the difference in this was actually the grappling. Two takedowns landed for Barcelos. And it was his work on the ground that really separated him in this fight from Traven Jones. So Barcelos with a huge win in the bantamweight division. Uh, and after that, we had the welterweight co-main event. Randy Brown got the win over Francisco Trinaldo. I expect Randy Brown to have a ranked opponent next. He's worked himself into a hot patch of form. He beat Chaos Williams last time out. And now he passes the next test asked of him against Francisco Trinaldo. Rounds one and two, I think Randy Brown won, whilst Trinaldo won the last round but it was a case of too little, too late, and rude boy Randy Brown gets a massive win. Like I've mentioned all podcasts, today was all about fighters taking that next step within their division. Randy Brown has passed the test, he takes that next step, and now I think he's earned himself a real step up in competition. Then, women's strawweight main event, Jan Xiaonan over Mackenzie Dern, I picked Dern by submission. Uh, also, I didn't give my picks for the last two fights. 
two, uh, couple of fights. I had Sadiq Youssef winning by knockout. He won by submission. I had Roni Barcelos winning by decision. That's what went down. And I also correctly picked Randy Brown winning by decision. But I was wrong in terms of the main event. I had Mackenzie Dern winning by submission. And look, on the feet, that was always where she was going to be in a little bit of trouble. Yan Xiaonan, much better when it came to the striking. She won the fight with her striking and also her takedown defense. Two of 11 takedowns for Mackenzie Dern landed. So that means nine takedowns successfully defended. Mackenzie was throwing up some real submission attempts. I believe it was round two and round five. But Yan Xiaonan, she got out of those tricky predicaments on the mat, which I didn't think she would. And she was clearly the better of the two on the feet. Yan Xiaonan, really big win for her. Now within the division, look, both women lost to Marina Rodriguez. So I think Rodriguez clearly uh, in front when it comes to future title shots. But Yan Xiaonan, look, she was ranked sixth. Dern ranked fifth. That will now move Yan into at least the top five. And you've got someone like Jessica Andrade, which could make for a very interesting matchup. Tisha Torres is someone who's in around the rankings as well. Amanda Lemos. So for Yan Xiaonan, look, she's really solidified herself as a title contender. In terms of what's next, maybe someone like Jessica Andrade or even Thug Rose Nama Yunus. Xiaonan, look, she's not quite knocking on the door for a title shot yet. I think Marina Rodriguez is in front of her. And of course, Zhang Wei Li is going to get her shot at Carla Esparza. So that leaves Yan Xiaonan in a position where she's one or two wins away from getting a title shot. But, I mean, you couldn't ask for much more. Huge win in the main event for Yan Xiaonan. She now moves one step closer, and that's been the whole theme of the card. Moving to that next step in your division. For Xiaonan, that next step was defeating potentially the best grappler in the entire division in Mackenzie Dern. And Yan Xiaonan passes the test with flying colors. And with that, well, yeah, as I mentioned, she is now right amongst the title calculations. I thought the judges got that one right. And look, Mackenzie Dern did have a great last round. But again, I think it's a case of too little, too late. And Yan Xiaonan, the main event spotlight, belonged to China's Yan Xiaonan. So congratulations to her. I'm really interested to see what they do next in terms of matchmaking. And with that being said, well, that's the whole card wrapped up. Thoughts and comments style. We've got next weekend off before I'll be back for the Fight Night preview. And of course, thoughts and comments for UFC Vegas 62. So keep posted for that. Best way to know when that drops is to follow us on Instagram at Not Just a Sports Report. And you can also follow us on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. You'll be able to see as soon as the Vegas 62 Predictions podcast is posted. But that's a wrap in terms of all the fights. And for the performance highlights of the day, uh, look, I mean, there were a few that really stood out. But I've picked three performances of the night, or in Australia's case, 
current time zone of the day. Now, I've gone Sadiq Yusuf. As I mentioned, he absolutely walked through Don Shanus. 30-second submission. That's emphatic. That's a performance of the night. Daniel Willicat Santos over John Castaneda. I know that one took place at catchweight, but Daniel Santos, that's a very, very credible win. And the matter in which he finished it with that nasty knee really stood out. So Daniel Santos, also a performance of the night. And Joaquin Silva, performance of the night for his big finish over Jesse Ronson. That was another big one. And look, fight of the night. I didn't really have a standout. I didn't have a standout, to be honest. I know there are a few decent ones, uh, but I don't think I'm going to roll. There were none that, like, stood out. I guess the main event, we got 25 minutes of action. Really got to see Jan Shanam tested at points up against Mackenzie Dern. So, look, I'll go the main event. Why not? We'll go Jan Shanam, Mackenzie Dern as the fight of the night. And, look, one to watch. Daniel Santos. I think he really is starting to make moves. That was a big win for him. And so those are the performance highlights of the card. As I mentioned going in, not a card that I was super excited for, but I think it delivered a lot of finishes. And as I mentioned today, all about fighters taking that next step. We've seen a few of them now take that next step and we'll have to wait and see what's next for tonight's winners. And the losers, some of you, or some of who, it's looking a little bit bleak, unfortunately. So thank you so much for listening. This has been UFC Vegas 61. Thoughts and comments, that is all. I've gone through all the fights. We've done everything. So now there is, all there is to do is kick back and relax. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Thanks for listening. And until next time, take care of yourselves.